That one had one of the best lead performances in any horror film I have seen this year. I love that one. Vincent Price beef. <laughs> and I thought, is this like Jimmy Dean pure pork sausage? Not only do you have to get the 10, and then you got to put them in order. Yeah. And this time, I think I only ended up with one black guy <laughs> as we hash these out. Welcome back, Fright Clubbers. Glad to see you. Hello. It's been a minute, as they say. <laughs> we haven't done, I don't think we've done a Fright Club Live here uh, since September. Right, since on OHIO. Fa- yeah, on, uh, on Facebook Live. And then we were back at Gateway in October. Yeah. And now we're back here. We are. And glad to do it. The end of the year. I think we've pretty much all been waiting for the end of the year. But uh, we're going to talk about some good things that happened this year. And they've been a few and far between. But we've got a bunch of good horror movies to talk about. Hope you're going to chime in as well. Uh, Welcome. This is the Fright Club Podcast. And she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we're from MadWolf.com. And first of all, we just want to thank everybody that has been watching and commenting on our first Mad Wolf production, written and directed by... Hope Madden, called Godspeed. That's right. UK Film Channel is streaming it right now. You can go watch it there. It is online. You can also uh, go to, the, we have a pinned tweet, and, and it's also on Facebook if you just want a direct link to it. So go, please, watch it. Eight and a half minutes of horror, fun, chock full of profanity. That's which, right. How can you go wrong with that, really? Yeah. Uh, so, no, thanks again. Appreciate that. And just here in the last five minutes, ten minutes, we got some other great news about the <laughs> next <right. laughs> Mad Wolf production script just became a finalist. No, the short. The short. Oh, I thought it was just a script. No, the Obstacle Corpse See? short, which is the, the, even second, better. the second one that we filmed. The Obstacle Corpse short is a finalist uh, in the uh, 13horror.com film festival. We just found that out today. Nice. So, so that is fun stuff. It so is. Again, appreciate all your comments about that. And watch it. Godspeed. It's, as, as Hope said, it's pinned, pinned tweet at, uh, at Mad Wolf on Twitter. So... Talking about previous Fright Clubs, the last time we got together on a podcast, we, did. we talked, well, well, we had our special guest on, our man from the future, yeah, uh, Corey, Corey Metcalf, Metcalf, and we talked about, this was his idea, right? Uh, we talked about most ingenious evil planners. Yes. Uh, and it was a lot of fun, and we got some, um, even before he listened to it, uh, Jamie Ray from Fave 5 from Fans was already peeved with us. <laughs> That's always good. When someone's mad before they listen, <laughs> he, he you know like, you're doing something goes, right. If Dr. Five, the abominable Dr. Fives is not there, I'm going to show up with a pitchfork and, and torches, and I was like, okay. uh-oh. So that's what that means, because I'm looking at my notes, and you had written down Vincent Price beef, <laughs> and I thought, is this like Jimmy Dean pure pork sausage? No, no. now I understand. Yeah. It's yeah. Vincent Price because beef. Because not only could we easily have had the abominable, we could have had the sequel as well and we could have had theater of blood which is another great vincent price movie where he mm-hmm. plots a lot of different people's deaths um and then speaking of, of vincent price so phantom dark dave listened to the voices one a little late and he wants to also uh agree with everybody else who is pissed off that we didn't have vincent price on that podcast i know we're just we're leaving him out okay we're leaving him out and you know who i Sorry. thought of today could have been on the voices one tim curry Oh, I don't know how. I don't know yes. how. I know. I think he was my first ever voice crush. Wow. I don't know how I didn't do it. By the way, Rachel says congratulations on the uh, on the short film final finalist thank award. You. So thank you. Appreciate thank that. Thank you. Krista Lively Stoffer says that Kat McAlpine is a hottie, and she's correct. Kat oh, McAlpine. Kat is the star. If you didn't know, she's a star. Actually, both of them. Our friend Kat McAlpine is is really a one woman show in Godspeed, yeah, she and is. she is fantastic. She's so, so yes, good. Krista, you are exactly right. 
it's so great to see everybody popping up on there. Man, we've missed you all. Glad to be back mm-hmm. as we're talking about the best horror of 2020. Some of these are bigger movies. Some of these are smaller movies. Uh, but we want to make sure maybe ones that you haven't heard of, maybe you get a chance to uh, get familiar with tonight. So we've got 10 that we've that we settled on. But before we get to the 10, we want to just give some love to movies that we liked a lot. Yes. Just didn't make into the top 10 but yes. these are goodies they're great these are goodies and we'll start off with one that we've liked for a couple of years really since seeing it at nightmares film festival uh, back when it was called reckoning now it's called the devil to pay and we love it and the only reason that it's not on this top 10 is because it was on our top 10 last year <laughs> right. because we saw it a year ago when it was in the festival circuit so right. that's the only reason it's not here because we feel like it can't be on two years in a row yeah. but if you haven't seen it you must you must see it devil to pay also red a pal too many people missed out on that one i loved run a pal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get duked? <gasps> How much fun was that? Get duked oh my God. with an exclamation point yeah, in the title, was, and it deserves it, because that is just, hilarious. You know what? It's just going to make you happy. It's going to make you happy if you haven't seen it. And I know a lot of people loved, everybody that I, I saw, that I, that I noticed had seen this, loved Blood Quantum. I think I think it was the best Netflix original that I've seen. That was a good one. And of course, The Invisible Man. Oh yeah. The loved great, it. The great and, Elizabeth <laughs> F. Elizabeth, Moss. yeah. Now, right now, people are like, so that's not on the final list. No, right now, people are going, it's not, but it's good. It is. It's so good. And by it's the way, so one good. of the things we're working on for 2021 is a list of everybody that we have given the F that's middle right. initial that's to. That's right. Uh, but, but Elizabeth Moss yeah, Elizabeth is on there. Elizabeth F. Moss. Obviously. We've already decided that Tom Hanks doesn't count because he's a GD national he's GD treasure. national treasure. There's only so many obscenity right. uh, letters we can add to somebody's name. Yeah, but we're working on that F list for 2021. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we also loved Relic. Oh, we did love Relic. And we got to talk to Natalie James. It was such one of the great part pleasures of, part of, of Nightmares, Nightmares Film yeah. Festivals. We got to talk with her, do a little interview with her about great. making her first feature. It was so good. Great Relic movie. It was so good. Also Amulet. It's another one. Uh, a first feature from a female director. It was super creepy. Loved Amulet. Yeah, give that one a look if you haven't. The host, right? Everybody loved that Zoom one. Yeah. The Zoom call of yeah. horror. That was great. That was super fun. Yeah, exactly. And this is the year to uh, really get scared by the by the Zoom calls. Uh, La Llorona. Oh, it's another really good one. And so much better than The Curse of La Llorona. <laughs> it was really, really good. I loved that one. Lose the Flower of Evil. Well, I know you a, like that one a lot. I did like that a lot. Very creepy. Really, really nice. Also Swerve. Yeah. And you know what? That one had one of the best lead performances in any horror film I have seen this year. I love that one. One Bedroom. One Bedroom, That was a yeah. great one that we saw at Nightmares. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people like that. Uh, anything for Jackson. Yeah. <gasps> that was so good. And so much better than the tagline. Don't even read the tagline. Just go watch the movie. It's really lovely and well done. And also the uh, movie from uh, our friend George Popoff, who was a guest on, on Fright Club That's a few right. months ago, The Droving. The Droving. The Droving. And if you, if you're, just watch Hex, too. That was his first oh, film yeah. from a couple of years ago. Both yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a quick trip. So there's been a bunch. Right there is a good list, and we haven't even gotten into our our top ten of the year. But uh, these are good ones too. And uh, it took a while to really to hash hash out this it list. Did. I think because these are solid. Does. Not only do you have to get the ten, and then you got to put them in order. Yeah. And this time, I think I only ended up with one black eye. <laughs> As we hash these out. But uh, let's start right in. This is a refugee couple making a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan. But then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. This is his house. Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers. Not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. I saw something. 
in the dark. You have felt it too. This is what they want. They like to see us crazy. <laughs> Let them send us back. This is my house! This is my house! You don't wonder what it tells me. It says I should be afraid of you. Yeah, everybody's chiming in. They love that film. We we so agree. And it's funny, just about a half an hour ago, I was finishing up my nominations for the uh, Columbus Film Critics uh, Association this year, and one of the categories is Breakout Star, and Wumni Musaku was one of my nominations. She is the female lead in this. You probably recognize her from Lovecraft oh, Country. She's Ruby. She is fantastic. She's so great. She's fantastic. And She's this movie, so yeah, I agree with some of the comments. I think Brandon said it gutted him. I, it's not that I wasn't expecting much from this movie, but I wasn't expecting the punch that it landed at the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, because there are a lot, it's a, it's a ghost story, and uh, and it's a story about guilt, and it's definitely a story about about global politics. I mean, it, it does so much, and does it in a way that, yeah, like you said, you're just not expecting. You're just not expecting. And it's about forgiveness and not forgiving and not forgiving yourself and living with guilt and a kind of guilt that comes from this type of crisis that the vast majority of human beings are never going to understand. We'll yeah. never be able to, to grasp it. And the male lead is Soapy Derisu. I hope I pronounced that right. The two of them together are and, fantastic. Yeah, and the, Remy Weeks wrote and directed it. Yeah. it was just, yeah. And the slow done. dread and then yeah. the, the metaphor that they use with the house and the fact that I love that where they mentioned at the beginning, this house is all just for us. Yeah, and there's there's a reason for that. And it was just so effective. And that is our number 10, Best Horror of 2020, Netflix is His House. Moving up to number nine, Amy thinks she's dying tomorrow, and it's contagious. <laughs> this is She Dies Tomorrow. Amy! What is going on? There is no tomorrow for me. All right, listen, Amy, I'm really freaking out right now. I feel like you put this idea of dying in my head. Can, can you just call me back? She could be right. What? Something really bad is going to happen. I'm ready, I'm ready. She did this, did this, did this. This was such a fascinating concept for a movie. I mean, this is like maybe the most novel apocalyptic films I've seen maybe ever, certainly in years. I mean, it was just a fascinating premise and, and made sense to me that, you know, I mean, I love this idea. We have a lot of times in horror films the, the notion of contagion, but this is just the idea, the idea that I'm going to die tomorrow. And then what everybody does once they've decided that it's true for them individually. I just thought it was absolutely fascinating. Reminded me a little bit the, the device of contagion, sort of like it follows, yeah. where yeah. you just give it to somebody else. And this was written and directed by Amy Seinmetz. Oh, she's so good. Who had a great year. I don't know how many people saw Arch Enemy. Yeah. But she has a small but very important role in Arch Enemy. Yes, yeah, she does. And then she uh, wrote and directed this. And of course, Jane Adams is always great. Chris Messina. He's good in this. Is always really good, good too. Good this, so this, yeah. yeah, this this is good. And I think maybe one that not as many people saw, maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, but definitely worth checking out in 2021 if you can. She Dies Tomorrow, number nine. You know what? Before we jump to the next one, we yeah. want to thank Gateway Film Center, who oh, yeah. is also broadcasting this live via Facebook. And we love you and we miss you. Yeah, so if you're watching on uh, Mad Wolf Columbus Facebook or Gateway Film Center Facebook, thank you. Yes, we do miss you. Cannot wait to get back to uh, Gateway Film Center as soon as we can. But for now, we're counting down. We're moving on. Top 10 of 2020 horror flicks. Number eight, a long time ago, in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood in desperate search of food and work, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. Gretel and Hansel. Tell me the fairy tale again. It's too scary, you know, start seeing things that aren't there. I'm hungry. I'm hungrier than you are. Because you're a pig. Look! It smells of cake! Careful with that, dear. I'd hate for you to start something you can't stop. Please make your acquaintance. I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. There's something wrong here. But it's so pleasant. Where are all the animals? From where does she draw milk? This was one that I had to go back and make sure. This seemed like last year to me, how yeah. long this year has been. Uh, this was at the very beginning of the year. And uh, it's also one, when I was filling out my, my nominations here a little bit ago, I nominated this for uh, among the best cinematography of the year. It looks Glorious. Yeah, it really does. So it's Oz Perkins who did Black Coat's Daughter, which made our list the year that it came out. And, and the also, thing, I'm yeah. the Pretty Thing Lives in the House. And he's got such a brilliant way with visual storytelling. Uh, and I think that it just really suited this story just amazingly. It was It's so gorgeous and creepy to look at. And it's just really three performances. Yeah. Sophia Lilith, who. Lilith. Lilith. I knew that was wrong. Sophia Lilith from, from It. <laughs> Little redhead, and she has had a great year too. She because had a great she, year. if you haven't seen a movie called Uncle Frank, it's not a horror movie. No, it's really enjoyable, fantastic ensemble, and she is great. So she's she had is. a really good year. She's she's got a future. Yeah, she yeah she does, and she's great in this movie. And and it's such a fascinating turn of events, like mm-hmm. a fascinating way that they they flipped the script on this on this uh, fairy tale. I just loved it. Obviously, by putting Gretel first, you get an idea, if you haven't seen it, what they're going to do with the story. Yeah. And that is what they do with the story from a, from a different point of view. And uh, who am I from? Oh, Alice Creek. Oh, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> plays the uh, the kindly witch, who's maybe, <laughs> maybe not so kindly. Alice Creek and her cheekbones. She's yeah, the coolest. She is She's fantastic. She's just the coolest. And, you know, and that's part of the fun of the movie because... Hansel, he's loving it because yeah. he gets all that he wants to yep. eat, and he yep. thinks, "Why? Why do we want to leave?" But Gretel knows something's up. But then, as soon as she starts to figure out that she gets stronger, she's learning things. There, there's good reason for her to be here. That's beyond food. Then Hansel's like, "No, something bad's going on here. There's something. There's something wrong." Yeah, it's it's a really fascinating film, and it's just like you said, it's so beautifully shot. Yeah, and that's and Brandon, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, it does remind you of Robert Eggers visually telling a story because yeah. visual storytelling is such an important part of what is obviously a visual medium yeah, exactly. <laughs> movies. And so far in just, what, three films in, uh, Oz Perkins can do it. Yeah. And, and this is definitely one, one that's worthy of the list, and that's why it is number eight, Gretel and Hansel. 
for Fright, Fright Club 2020. Moving up to number seven, a girl born into an all-female cult led by a man in their compound begins to question his teachings and her own reality. It's the other land. Let us pray. My wives, you all came to me broken by a cruel world. I took every one of you in. I sacrificed my life for you. I gave you daughters and sisterhood and life. Let us reflect on our blessings. Yes, yes. my shepherd. You think that because you haven't had your time yet, that makes you special. Prepare yourself, child. Our great shepherd won't be so sweet on you then. I'll be seeing you when the blood comes to you. <laughs> yeah, Katie, you're absolutely right. This movie was gorgeous. Another one where the cinematography just pops off the screen. And it's another bit of a slow burn type of movie. And it's another movie that has a lot to do with female empowerment and based around a very specific time in life that other horror movies, plenty of horror movies, have centered on. But yeah. this one in a in a bit of a different way, I think. Actually, it's, it's interesting because back to back, in, in both films, the, the lead character gets her period. And in both films, it's a moment of empowerment, which is the opposite of what you tend to see in horror films. I mean, there there is such a, there's an entire cottage industry of movies that are hysterical about the, you know, burgeoning female adulthood. And this one just loves it. It's so, it is, it's a really fierce movie. And Raffi Cassidy is the star. She was so good in Killing of a Sacred Deer. And she's really perfect for this. She's so lovely. She's so like painting quality lovely. But at the same time, she manages to kind of turn that into something almost ferocious looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a fascinating movie and, and, and utterly gorgeous. And it's another, it, it uses that twist of being fearful of female sexuality that also that that other movies have used because the older I think we might have seen it in the uh, in the trailer the the older woman in the cult is sort of warning her about what's to come and yeah you won't be so high and mighty when when things change for you and uh, I I love that it gave it that different just different little twist and certainly a different outcome by uh, by the time it gets to the end yeah, I think I think the way that it reconsiders um, cults and cult movies and the way that it doesn't explain what it's doing, you know, that it doesn't um, give you a much of a backstory. It just drops you into this story that's as it's unfolding is, is, yeah. is just it's like hypnotic. Yeah. And the uh, director is boy. But I pronounce this one. Mel Gorzada Zmauska. Nice. I stumbled a bit. <laughs> Nicely done. And uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. It's it's great storytelling and visual storytelling as well. Yeah. Uh, and that is number seven on our list of best horror of 2020. Moving up to number six. This is another one that we've uh, been talking about for a while since we first saw it premiered at Gateway, Gateway Film Center for Nightmares Film Festival. This is a soon-to-be stepmom. Is she snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. And just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. The Lodge. How would you feel about going to the mountains for Christmas with Grace? She really wants to get to know you guys. You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. What is happening? Christ. Everyone committed suicide except her. Repent and you will find salvation. Guys! Things are very uncomfortable between us. 
And we're stuck in a house together. What is this? The power's out. Where are my things? It makes no sense. What? I heard something. Repent. Repent your sins. Yeah, I remember two years ago at, at Nightmares Film Festival, oh God, we were yeah. so excited to watch this, and boy, it, it definitely fulfilled all the expectations. And Drake Manpower, if that is your real name, <laughs> says the kids are shitty. You know what? The kids have nothing on that clueless dad. That's right. Yeah, that dad. He's the dumbest oh my God. dumbass of all time. The dumbest dumbass. And a great cast here. Love always seeing Jaden Martell. I love him so much. And, I uh, love him so much. Yeah, and and Riley Keough is uh, is pretty much the lead um, who has some. She's got some some problems in her past that uh, come to fruition. Yeah, here, and, here in this movie in the snow. And it's the same filmmakers who who did Good Night, Mommy. And yeah. So as several people have pointed out, they don't have a very high opinion of children. <laughs> 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 They're afraid of children. And who isn't? That's just good thinking. Yeah. Um, but you know, and this is another one where weird things happen that you just don't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and it's such that last scene. What a gut punch yeah you know uh it's just it wasn't it really wasn't what i was expecting it looked great and i loved one of my favorite things about it was the way it it was so referential of every other snowbound horror film you've ever seen right they're watching they're watching the thing on tv you know they they're they're clear notes to the shining Mm -hmm. i mean it's just the whole movie is just really really well thought out yeah it is and they do a good job as all those movies do when you're snowed in to get that claustrophobic nature the nature that you're you're trapped there's nowhere to go i mean there, there's snow everywhere and of course clueless dad takes off and just leaves them alone and uh, it's it's very creepy it is very a, very creepy <laughs> before we move on we do have to point out their their thanksgiving tradition was super weird like the decorations they're beating outdoors it, the whole thing was just was odd yeah just, it was odd yeah odd and creepy yeah and and good performances all the way around and good direction yeah the good night mommy people no matter what they think of the kids uh that was That's effective right. And that is number six on our list of best horror of 2020. That is The Lodge. That's right. Moving up to the top five now. Into the Speaking top five. Speaking of creepy. Oh, Ooh. my God. On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn, and soon a darkness grows, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family, the dark and the wicked. There are things in this world, horrible things, wicked and they come for whoever they want. I saw something. She wasn't crazy. Do you smell him? He's close now. He's not out there. He's already here. Ryan Bertino! (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know that name, he did The Strangers. Happy to have him back. He also did The Monster a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But The Strangers, that's really what it was. The Strangers, oh my God. This movie is incredibly creepy, and and it's set on a goat farm, which was, I don't think I've ever watched a scary movie set on a goat farm, and they really all ought to be, because goats, it's the well, thing, it's all these tiny baby goats, and they seem so adorable and also fiendish at the same time. Could you count the witch as a goat farm? There was one. Oh, there was one, 
one yeah, goat. There was one goat. <laughs> I've already. We've got a whole podcast started now. Goats. <laughs> this was one that I definitely. Once it was out and people started to see it, boy, there was a lot of buzz. I saw a lot of people. A lot of people digging this movie. It was really scary. It was really dark. It was really well told, you know, and it's one of those things because one of the things about Brian Bertino is he just doesn't let you off the hook. You watch the movie and you keep hoping he's going to. And he's like, no, no. So um, and it's it's scary outside. It's scary inside. There's no getting away from the scary. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. And he's one. got a way with some visual. Uh, I don't want to say tricks, but he, he's, he's got a, he's got a, a bag of visuals that uh, that definitely are creepy, even if it's just the way he frames one exactly. singular yeah. Character. Yes. I remember that one scene in The Strangers when the one masked perpetrator is just standing back there. And it was just creepy just, just looking at that. And th- that type of way of framing these creepy people yeah. just kind of makes your blood run cold. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question about it. So The Dark and the Wicked is number five on our list. Best Horror of 2020, moving up to number four. This one is a little more recent. Oh, we love this so much. Terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep... Raising a teenage daughter and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. This is scary. It's new. I never saw a body like that. There's going to be a lot of late nights and overtime because of the brutal murder that happened in town. And I didn't want to set up expectations that I can't keep. Our expectations of you are very low. It spans the bites are gigantic. Same as the distance of the paw prints. It's a wolf. Or maybe it's a werewolf. Where were you? Where were you? John, none of you talk to me at once, okay? They're saying it's a wolf. No, it's a man. When do I get to be right about something? You want to be sheriff? How about we start acting like one? Oh, we have been singing the praises of Jim Cummings since Thunder Road a right. few years ago. Right. Love his style. And, you know, anybody that, that saw Thunder Road, you would think to yourself, isn't this movie just a rewrite of Thunder Road with werewolves? And it the is. answer is, yes, it is. And, and there's no not? problem with that. No, why not? It is. If you've seen Thunder Road, you have kind of already seen this movie. But it's so much fun with werewolves it's in so it. much fun. also i want to give myself credit for seeing that comment about lawyers waiting till the exact right moment and then popping it up on the screen yes right when Robert well Forrest done we've you know we haven't used this for a few months and we clearly had a, had a couple dry runs here earlier today and you've got it down uh, very nimble over there <laughs> but we love the way he writes and and this one visually is a step up he clearly oh, yeah. had a, has a bigger budget also, it's Robert Forster in his final performance. Also, Ricky Lindholm. She was I, I, great! Who plays the deputy there. She's, she is fantastic. And this movie is so much fun and funny in, a, in the way Jim... Yeah, Jim Cummings' humor is absolutely on par with Katie Says with hers. And if you are tied into that sort of humor, then you'll just find this irresistible yeah, as, as we did. I, also, I, I, just, I mean, blood looks so great on snow, it doesn't does. it? Yeah. Is it just me? No, not I, at all. I love the way blood looks on snow. Yeah, and any werewolf, any werewolf movie, I'm down with. And this was this was just a blast, e- even though it was a pretty much of a rewrite of uh, of Thunder Road. That's okay because you're gonna throw in you're gonna throw in uh, werewolves and make it fun. And it's and it's a fun, scary story. I mean, there's killing, there's blood, yeah. as you say, all over the snow, and it's it's just a lot of fun. And uh, I hope I do think when it came out, it did seem like. 
it got a decent amount of eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, nothing really made. Nobody saw anything this year. Yeah, nobody, that's so everything true. is underseen. Every single thing. So if you have, but if you haven't seen this one, I think of all the ones on the list, this seems like the likeliest one to just. Oh, be a crowd pleaser. It, it's yeah. just hilarious it's and just, also scary. It's just a blast. That is the Wolf of Snow Hollow, and that is the number four. Yeah, number four. Getting ahead of myself. All right, number three. Let's stick with the werewolf theme, shall we? <laughs> Monty, we're way ahead of you. Children liberated from a Nazi concentration camp have to overcome hunger, thirst, and vicious dogs in an abandoned mansion surrounded by the forest. This is Werewolf. <laughs> Uh, I remember you saw this first and you just came out of it just blown away. Yeah, I really was. I was um, I was expecting something entirely different and I was not disappointed by what I, I wound up getting. So it's a concentration camp. That's where you start off. It's a Lord of the Flies kind of a film because you're basically just you're with this small group of like a dozen uh, children who've been freed from a concentration camp, but they've just been moved to this abandoned mansion where they're just kind of being left and Russians may or may not bring them food, may or may not bring them additional danger and people just go missing or go dead when they get out into the woods. And so there's, uh, they believe that it's a werewolf. People talk a lot about werewolves. So there's a supernatural element to it, but on the whole, that's not really what it is. It's a war movie. But the thing that I love so much about it is that the filmmaker, Adrian Panic um, has a much more optimistic view of children than a lot of films do. It's magnificently filmed. It's a riveting watch. I, I just loved it. Yeah, and it's also one that you could probably tell from the, the trailer there if you haven't seen it. It's dark. I mean, the, the complexion is dark, yeah. but it is still very, very uh, visually fascinating. It is. Even though even though it is is dark and it's, uh, and it's shading in the movie, but... It just makes it all the more atmospheric, and uh, I think it's the only, is it the only foreign language film on our list here? Oh my God, is it? Without giving too much away? How weird would that be? I think it is, and that is Werewolf, number three, best of 2020. Top two, top two. Top two, holy moly, we're there already, and this is another one that we got to see first at Nightmares Film Festival. That is definitely a theme, and why not? This one goes back a little ways, and it is the story of Hunter a newly pregnant housewife who finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. As her husband and his family tighten their control over her life, she must confront the dark secret behind her new obsession. It's swallow. So what did you do for money before you met my son? Retail, mostly. A lucky break. I'm just real grateful. How does it make you feel when you swallow something? I just like the textures in my mouth. Textures in my mouth. It made me feel in control. In control. I just wanted to make you happy. You get back here with my kid. I did something unexpected today. God, this was a great movie. And Haley Bennett is so great in this movie. She she's, 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 also, she's she's also she's also one of the uh, producers. Yeah. Uh, so I think she was uh, really had a hand in, in getting this done. And um, the writer director is Carlo Mirabella Davis. Yeah. And it's such a great story. It's a it's a character study. Yeah. And and her arc is tied in with this affliction called Pika. Yep. Is that correct? And it's hand in glove with the control that 
she has over her life. That's the only bit of control that she can she can muster in these things that she swallows because in every other way, her husband and her husband's family are just they just treat her like a thing. So much of the movie, I think, visually uh, recalls Hitchcock, which I think mm. is interesting. Yes. So it's Hitchcock and yes. Hitchcock's blondes, only sort of the opposite of that. And as the movie goes along and it and it you leave this sort of beautiful gilded cage you know that she lives in and you and and she physically starts to change and the movie takes on a different look and a different feel i think that you really get a sense of what Haley bennett brings to this to this character her performance is just spectacular from the very beginning when it's it reminded me a lot of the movie safe with julianne moore in that sort of like um overly perfect way of doing everything of living of of being like a housewife and the way that that devolves only to me this one first of all also because a horror film so it devolves in a much more for me interesting way but it does i mean the the road that this takes i thought was really interesting and very satisfying and i think the you bring up hitchcock i think that is right on reminded me of marnie in a way especially the the hysterical female especially as you mentioned the blonde but this one takes a different it has a Hitchcock feel about it, but yet it, it does its own thing. And, um, yeah, I thought it was very, very effective and just a tremendous performance. Best thing I've seen Haley Bennett do. And, I, uh, you know, and she's good. She's, she, oh, yeah. she's consistently yeah. good. But, yeah, this was the, this was just the role that was made for her. Yeah, and she's had – I forgot about the small part that she had in The Devil All the Time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, one, that was a fantastic ensemble. And she was also in uh, Hillbilly Elegy, but we'll just leave that out. We just won't, man, yeah. we just won't mention that. she was that. the only thing we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, Katie says safe is so, so good. We got to see that a few years ago. They had at the a, Wexter a Center print the at the yeah, Wexter Center. So because great. I don't know if is it as still hard to see as it was then, because that was a few years ago. And they I don't were, know. Yeah. They were lucky to get, and that was not a good print, if you recall. Not a good print at all. But, it's a great movie. Though. Yeah, it is. So, so if you can check that out do it same with swallow okay that is number two and that leaves us a room for only one at the top it's a film that follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high paying clients it's possessor or possessor uncut our next contract's a big one Target is the CEO of the largest operation in the U.S. He'll be binding to Colin Tate. We can't afford any mistakes on this one. Finish this. What are you doing? I can't pull the trigger. I need to know. I need to know what she's done to me. It's become a danger. Where is she? Sometimes, that small thought is all it takes to lose control. This is the latest from writer-director Brandon Cronenberg, so the body horror is very well earned. Yeah, he doesn't, his, his <laughs> apple didn't fall very far from that tree, did it? And this Holy one stars cow. a couple of other people that have, have had very good years. Andrea Riceboro, oh, yeah, who's, who's always glorious. good, and then Christopher Abbott. He he's one of those year. guys that year. maybe a lot of people don't know his name, but he's been popping up in a lot more things. He, of course, was in this. He was in Black, Black Bear, Bear that we saw at Nightmares, yep. uh, so he's had a good year as well. And this was, man, this is bloody... This is original, and boy, you talk about a gut punch. It gives you a gut punch at the end that lands hard. We don't want to give anything away, but it's one that 
it goes places a lot of movies do not. Yes, it absolutely does. And one of the things that I thought, first of all, you know, if you can get Andrea Riceboro in your movie, you just should. It, whatever part she wants, just give it to her because she's amazing. <laughs> but one of the reasons that this movie works as well as it does is because the two leads, if you don't count Christopher Abbott because he's the avatar, but I mean, Andrea Riceboro and then Jennifer Jason Lee plays her boss, right? And they're, they're criminals. It's a hitman and a hitman's boss is, is essentially what this is, except for the, you know, very Cronenberg method that is essentially what the story is and if it had been your traditional males uh, if either one of them had been a male but but the, you know the, the fact that both of them are female means everything in this movie it it changes everything about this movie and i also thought that Almost, I mean, I, I was really impressed by all of the minor performances as well. All of the smaller characters. Sean Bean. Sean Bean, yeah. Just in a couple of scenes, he was great. And uh, I don't want to give anything away, but he doesn't die. What? <laughs> Sean Bean does not die in a movie. That's crazy. Yeah, but some of the, the body horror, as we mentioned, is very graphic. Uh, as they get really in close there about how these implants are implanted and the method that they go about doing that. Uh, but it's so... It, it's so um, Startling pieces of it will remind you of other films, but at the same time, to me, it felt very original. Yeah, very original. Yeah, I thought it, it was really fresh. And yeah, Chris Abbott was also. You're right, uh, Rachel was so piercing. good. Yes, and Thank in it you. comes at night. He was great in it comes at night. That's as right. Well. I mean, he's just always good. Yeah, and so is Andrea Riceborough, and really so is Jennifer Jason Lee. I mean, oh, yeah. so is everybody in this yeah. movie. And it is a very, very Cronenberg film. But and if you haven't seen Brandon Cronenberg's first film, which is um, Antiviral. That's also very much worth watching. And it's another one. It's a sci-fi film that's got a lot of body horror in it. It's going to remind you tremendously of David Cronenberg. But I do think that he, he does something... You know, he's taking ideas that even his father, right? I mean, he's taking ideas that are that are fairly common and that you expect from him, and yet he's doing something with it that's totally fresh and that you don't see what's coming. The whole film, Possessor, is a sleight of hand. You ought to see what's coming. He's told you the whole way through what's coming, and you absolutely don't. You have yeah. no idea what this movie is going to do. This is one that I would describe as an experience yes. is watching this movie. And it's and it's a rough one, too. So if you haven't seen it, just be ready. But boy, it's worth it. And it's our number one. <laughs> I, I, I open this review with damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and that is our number one horror flick of 2020, Possessor. Possessor Uncut. So, boy, we've talked about a bunch of movies. This top ten and then ones that we love that didn't make the top ten. So, boy, we've had some great comments tonight, but but keep them coming. We always love to keep this going on the Twitter page. That's easy. At, uh, you can find us at Fright Club Pod. Also on the uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. It's Mad Wolf Columbus and the main website is uh, madwolf.com. So thank you again to Gateway Film Center yes, for also uh, streaming this. Thank We've had a you. lot of fun. Fantastic turnout. Great, great comments. We appreciate that, as we always do. Love our Fright Clubbers. And uh, as we said, can't wait till we get back live hi, in Tyrone. front of the crowd. It's, oh, hi, Tyrone. Appreciate you. <laughs> Looking ahead to next time, we are going to have a special guest, an author. Yes, Haley Piper, who wrote cosmic horror called The Worm and His Kings. That's a great title. That is a great title. I just started reading it yesterday. And she's going to join us, and we're going to do a podcast on cosmic horror. So that is what is next up. And in All the right. meantime, do us a favor, please. Go watch Godspeed and tell us what you thought. Yes, appreciate that. So we look forward to hearing from you whichever way you want to reach out. Can't thank you enough for stopping by. Yeah, we'll get together soon, just as soon as we can, for sure. Looking ahead to better days in 2021. Yeah, Tom and Seth, everybody saying we miss you guys. We miss you, too. Yeah, we do. Can't we wait to get back together. So appreciate it again. And until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Hi, this is Ruckus Sky. And Lane Sky. We're the Rat.
writer and directors of The Devil to Pay. Stay frightful, my friend.